Thank you so much for joining. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Absolutely. And how did we get connected? Was it through John or was it through Clubhouse? I can't remember now. It was through John, but I've okay. I've been following you on Clubhouse. My name is Favor Obasike and on Clubhouse it's Flav Beats. That's my tag. So yeah. I've been seeing you in the rooms, you know, I'm so excited to connect with you. But at the same time I was awesome. like I was like, Oh wow, this is a very good surprise. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been yeah. It's been, Clubhouse has been interesting. You know, that's it's been a, definitely a blessing for for us. We've we raised quite a bit of capital from there. We've raised uh, what capital, and then we also turned it into a huge source of revenue for us. So it's been uh, it's been doing pretty well. Uh, wow. Definitely a lot of tri- tips and tricks. In fact, this Thursday we're going to have or no tomorrow. Uh, lost track of dates. Uh, we're going to have a pitch session for start, you know small businesses as well. So it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be nice. Wow. That is amazing. I'm so excited to see how it goes because I'll definitely want to be part of the conversation just to see how things actually flow. And you being here on the playroom, it's it's such an honor to have you here. We're actually kicking off. (laughs) (laughs) We're kicking off season two and you're the first person because we just finished the first (laughs) season. So I'm so excited. Welcome on board. That is awesome. Um, let me see. So you can you can see me, every, uh, audio, everything is good to go. Let me know if there's anything specific you want me to share on the podcast itself or uh, talk about and, and things like that to you know, kind of make you look good as well. Okay. Sounds good. No problem. First and foremost, I just wanted to let people know that one, first and foremost, Arjun Rai is an NYC New York City-based entrepreneur who is on a mission to support small businesses with the power of visualized data science and artificial intelligence for digital marketing at HelloWoofy.com. I want to know more about this. Well, our, uh, so uh, that sounds very, very complicated. And, and we actually have now started saying, you know, smart marketing for underdogs, because at the end of the day, let's face it, smart, small businesses are very much underdogs in, in, and, of, in and of themselves. And uh, they need the help. They need the support. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, all of the all of our comp- you know, competitors, while we have a lot of respect for them, they have been, you know, very uh, unhelpful to small businesses, especially increasing their pricing. I was taking a look at a lot of our competitors, and you know their prices have increased. You know they've you know they have not you know made their technologies any better. And so our our whole mission is to build the biggest company on the planet, helping the smallest, but not just with social media scheduling, which you know has been around for a very long time, scheduling for social. But we've now allowed you know small businesses to automate their blogs and smart speakers. I don't know if you have any Alexa devices at home, but you know Echo Dots or you know these uh, you know Echo Shows or Fire TVs. You know that all these devices, there are hundreds of millions of these, but small businesses don't have any access to them um, unless you shell out you know a few thousand dollars to develop a skill which is an app, and uh, there's no way for you to reach people in, in their living room. So we built uh, a scheduler with Amazon Alexa's help, the division, uh, which allows now small businesses to schedule content directly into your living rooms while they're quarantined at home, uh, so long as they have permission. And now we're looking at, you know, how do you bring the power as, as the world is opening up and the vaccines are getting spread out um, or being given to everyone? How do we power direct mail for small businesses as well? How can you schedule content on digital, have content appear on, on your blogs, smart speakers, et cetera, but then also appear in the mail for the small business owner's customer? So there's a lot of things that we're building now, which is going to completely blow away 
um, uh, you know, the, the industry and help small businesses. But again, 4,000 small businesses shut down last year because they couldn't figure out digital marketing or wow. all my competitors were shoving down their throat, the, the, you know, the small businesses solutions that they couldn't afford. Um, so that's where it comes in. And obviously people can invest in our company too, through equity crowdfunding. That's a different business model. I encourage every small business owner and founder to take a look at equity crowdfunding, but it allows, because it allows you, your small businesses, your customers to invest in the company as low as a hundred dollars, uh, get a piece of the company. And in our case, grab a license for hundred dollars or $50 a year and become an affiliate and potentially make all of it back, uh, as well. So there's just a different business model altogether wow when you mentioned this staggering number it just made me think about the potential that businesses have as far as having problem solving solutions in where we yeah. call digital marketing because i was literally just in a room today with the amazing um tamara lewis and fit with cj on clubhouse and and they hosted me and we were talking about the seven tips on strategy for seo and we realized that most companies especially small businesses when they start up, they have someone that just does their website with no SEO practice. It's probably a black hat SEO and you don't really know the technical sides of it and they don't even know who to source because Google is everywhere, but they don't really know the understanding of that technical term. Yep. So how yep. does that affect the, the productivity and also especially the visibility of the product and the brand? It, it definitely does. I mean, small businesses don't even have, in some cases, they don't have a website, but if they have a website, they, have, they don't have a blog. If they have a blog, they don't have time to schedule content, create content. If they do have time to create you know, schedule and create content, they're, they're like, what do we type? What do we write about? So you have like a multi-level uh, problem right there for small businesses. Now their biggest competitors, they're, they have entire marketing teams taking care of all of this, right? They have unlimited budgets to take care of this, but small businesses, they are literally, you know, going from the accounting hat to the legal hat, to the marketing hat, to the, you know, customer service hat, you know, small businesses, like we're, we're actually, we'd say small businesses where we're also helping micro businesses that none of our competitors are, you know, they're, they're, they're not even focusing on because they can't pay enough to, to subscribe to their platforms. Right. Um, but for us, for five bucks a month, you can automate your blogs just to, to your point and it'll auto complete the post for them you know as they're as they're typing it'll give them recommendations for words and sentences as they're typing you know, it'll give them the best hashtags to you know type with as well the best emojis to use uh, while they're doing their blog or their uh, social media posts and and one of the things to keep in mind with when it comes to emojis which is why you're seeing emoji data which is a product of hello Wolfie, yeah is because we spend a lot of resource resources in figuring out the best combination of emojis to hashtags to emojis to back to words to emojis as well it's a very complicated back end but we know for 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 you know for a fact and thanks to adobe's research called the emoji trend report that emojis drive 50 60 70 uplift in engagement and purchase intent but the only issue is like you know there are 3,000 emojis that are officially approved by unicode give or take how do you actually figure out the best combination in real time as you're typing and that's where we come in wow you know when you mentioned emoji data it it struck a nerve because now i just realized that people use this to drive it pretty much humanizes a brand because if somebody sees an mm -hmm. email subject line without an emoji and somebody else sends yeah. it with an emoji the open rates are completely dynamic so oh yeah how we do, went from 14 percent open rates to 44 or give or take and is this with one emoji or a combination of emojis we typically use two in our subject lines we use one at the beginning and one at the end but 
Um, we try to not use the same ones unless we're, you know, based on what I'm typing in, that's being recommended. But the point wow. is, you have to be creative. There's so many different kinds of emojis. They have different meanings. At the end of the day, we're all cavemen. I mean, we're kind of going backwards and forwards with hieroglyphics at some point. And it's still a very visualized way. We're all visual creatures, which is why Pinterest is doing well, Instagram did well, TikTok is doing well. Um, I, I, I have this concept of frames per second. And uh, you know, the more frames you have per second, which in, in the old days was one photo and you could take a look at it and it'll be, be it'll be better than not posting a photo. But today, frames per second means video. Yeah. And TikTok is doing really well because of that. Now, with Clubhouse, we're also now having to have small businesses focus on audio you know, uh, waves per second, you know, audio waves per second, how much more content can you, audio content can you, you know, get out the door and obviously Clubhouse's case is 24 seven. Um, you could do a Zoom call, you could do a podcast, that's, you know, small you know, segments, but Clubhouse is 24 seven. How many more waves per second can you get? How many more uh, frames per second can you get? And I'm, I, I firmly believe that the two are going to combine and converge, which is what we're building uh, right now as a platform to automate that. Okay. And in terms of uh, if you have a SWOT analysis, right, when you think about the challenges that are happening in this particular field, what are the most challenging situations that you have faced and how have you come out of it to the other end where it's, it's beneficial to you and also beneficial to the consumer? Yeah, so I'm just the ultimate optimist. For me, everything has to be a positive situation. So I'm going to reverse the question and say, <clears throat> not reverse the question, but specifically say, you just have to keep going. No matter what happens, you just keep going. You iterate, you pivot, you take the data, you learn from the lessons, uh, you know, uh, of what you know what worked and what didn't work. And then you just keep moving forward and you iterate on the data. If you stay close to your, your, your customers, we have a great Facebook group. I highly recommend everyone, a small business owner, a startup founder, have your own Facebook group around your topic. If you're running a food tech company, talk about the best recipes, the best ways, the, the best culture, you know, the, the different kinds of cultures and the foods behind them, the best you know, top foods. Just whatever is relevant to your industry, create a Facebook group. Because as you're pivoting, as you're iterating, those customers are going to tell you if you're going the right direction or where they want, need you to go for them to continue using your platform. If you've done a great job, we have thousands of small businesses. We have nearly 9,000 small businesses on our platform. Every single day, they tell us what's working for them, what we need to improve, what features they're looking to, for us to build. Um, and it's a very uh, inclusive approach to building a company and building a platform. And plus, with equity crowdfunding, you can now have all of your small businesses in that same Facebook group continuously see the messages that are coming across from you to invest in the company as low as $100 so that they can be a part of beyond the company beyond the roadmap. They can actually own part of the company. And as you scale, ideally, your, your customers will scale as well. So I would say... You know, there are obviously challenges, uh, you know, left and right, but the point is to keep moving forward. And uh, so long as you get up, you know, as many times as you as you fall down or at least one more time than you fall down, you're, uh, you're good to go. That's a great point you mentioned there, because when you also think about content delivery and you think about SEO, you have to think about quality and the relevant score to that intense search that you're getting. So when somebody doesn't have an idea or clue about this, all they want is their content out there. Uh -huh. And you mentioned about Facebook groups, there's private groups and there's public groups. So it gets already overwhelming to a point where they can't really index their own content from their website, talk less of a social media platform or a search engine like Pinterest where they can consumer value to the, up, the highest optimum value position. So uh -huh. when you think about driving those two, what are the core factors that someone has to think about 
Is it a Facebook group that's public so that they can drive traffic or a private group that they can nurture through an email list? What is that trajectory KPI they can work with? Yeah, for, for us, we, we put everyone into our Facebook group. Any small business owner that has, in a, you know, uh, is, is looking to win um, is, is, is welcome and they're welcome to share their stories, their, you know, their, you know, what they're looking for from a platform perspective and things of the nature. Um, I would say a lot of people who end up joining our Facebook group then become customers because they see me in video responding to every one of our customers taking their feedback seriously, adding it to a roadmap, proactively going back and saying, we've improved, we've made it better, or these are the features that are coming out, or introducing other resources. And so, I mean, I just posted today a post for um, uh, ask, you know, because we love dogs and Hello Woofy is a, you know, we, we it's, it's obviously has the word Woofy in it and, you know, the dog theme is there. Um, we, we love to support underdogs, but every Wednesday now, every other Wednesday, we're going to be posting, you know, a, uh, a, a post about, um, you know, share with us your your uh, top you know photos with your furry friends. You know, <laughs> your your coworkers essentially. And yeah. so we're now seeing a whole bunch of people posting photos of you know their dogs and and, and whatnot. And, and it's a very family oriented, family as kind of an approach to building a community. And I, I would say keep it private, keep it exclusive, okay. um, so that people who join they feel like they're being welcomed into a, an exclusive cohort of amazing you know uh, entrepreneurs and um i think that's been done that has done really well for me i mean i'm not we have a few thousand in here out of the nine thousand that we have across the platform but there's a certain there's a certain feeling of joining a group answering the questions and then being accepted that is completely different from this joining a group just because you wanted to exactly i love that idea that you actually put out there even with facebook um, max zuckerberg even talked about he said that the future of business is private so when you're creating that conversion value and you know that your needs are being met from an emotional standpoint, then the logical point becomes pretty much null and void because now you've attacked yeah. all the things that are your pain points and now you're agitating that person yeah. to a solution method that is applicable to their their business. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, the, the thing is, you, can't, you have to keep nurturing. So obviously we have a scheduler and we use our own scheduler to you know, have content come out uh, on, a, on an ongoing basis. But... You have to keep nurturing that audience and keep providing value and and in, include them in the conversations that you're having. Whether it's on the roadmap side, on the sales side, on or just letting them post about themselves, you need to keep reminding them that the Facebook group exists. And for someone that has probably started and they don't know what to do or how to get leads or how to even grow their email list, where do they start from? Do they start from their website? Do they start from their, their, their traffic based system? What is the, the, the map yeah, for so them? Start with the website. Yeah, start with the website for sure. Get your Google Analytics installed so you can do retargeting on Google and YouTube in the future. Get your Facebook pixel installed. Not a huge issue. It's, it's a very simple thing to do. Get your Pinterest pixel installed as well, even if you're not doing any Pinterest ads. Uh, we just started, so, you know, we, because the majority of our audience uh, come, are, are women. And, and the Pinterest platform does really well in terms of, you know, bringing uh, more women in the creative field into our platform. Um, you know, get your Snapchat pixels installed, get your foundational things installed, get your plugins installed if you have a WordPress site that allows you to do upsells, cross-sells. Um, you know, there's, I always recommend Word, uh, WordPress because it allows you to be very flexible. Um, and then when you're running uh, traffic ads or if you're running any sort of funnel, you can then drive people to your Facebook group. You can drive people drive people to your sales funnels as well, and they can you know schedule a demo call with you if they're not sure that they want to buy the software immediately. But if they do buy the software immediately, make sure you have all of your 
you know, uh, plugins or capabilities installed in the checkout field that allows you to upsell them for a plan that might be a little bit more expensive, but you know, they might want to give them a discount or if they wait around for a couple of seconds, um, you might get a, you know, present them with a coupon so you can reduce uh, card abandonment. And if they do abandon the card, then you have to make sure that you're, you know, sending them an email off to the fact and saying, hey, you forgot something in your card, you know, why don't you come back and with a discount and uh, go ahead and subscribe to our, uh, to our software. So you want to take these, I mean, large companies do this day in and day out, but now plugins on WordPress can allow you to do all of those capabilities for a very small amount of money. I think I spent about maybe $300 Two three hundred dollars a year in plugins, and I spend you know maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars a month in Work Fiverr, you know, talent uh, to you know keep customizing, keep updating, keep maintaining the platform. Um, and we've done you know one hundred eighty thousand or so off of one sales funnel as a result. So totally, these things are doable. You can be a big company while being very you know nimble, very frugal with the resources available. And you know people can reach out to me if they want uh, for specifics. That's a great point you mentioned there too. And also just to let you know, I've been seeing your, your ads as well on Pinterest because we, we have your ads on Pinterest are amazing because they are very direct. They has a very strong call to action and there's an intent as well. And because of the way that people find ads, either through them clicking on what they're searching for or something that they're actually driving traffic to maybe on their consumer list. Some people don't see Pinterest as the way to go. And I've been talking Pinterest for a long time now. And it's like they're not listening, but they want the results. And you're like, how do you get results without putting in the work? So there's that disconnect Mm -hmm. between working hard and working smart. Yeah, no, you have to give it time. Uh, you know, it, it can take a couple of weeks for the algorithms on Facebook to learn, or it can take a couple of weeks for the Pinterest ads to work as well. I would say start with retargeting um, and have retargeting funnels run, you know, retargeting campaigns running on all the platforms. Um, they're not as expensive, but they essentially means that someone actually came to your website and you, and they might be interested. High, high probability that they're interested in, in buying, but they need to be reminded. So that would be the lowest hanging fruit, and then do your cold funnel traffic ads on top of it, but definitely work with someone. Exactly. And in terms of a defining moment in your life that swayed the trajectory of your assumed path forward, how did that play a role in your your experience? Because you have a lot of experience in the data science and the technology, especially with what we're seeing now with audio podcasts and Clubhouse, video, YouTube. How is that going for you? Yeah, being, uh, Clubhouse is doing really well for us. I mean, we've raised quite a bit of capital. So far, we've raised about 170000 just below $170,000 in our current week funder uh, campaign. Um, and uh, it's going to end on April 30th, I believe, and uh, this the end of in the next couple of weeks. So, um, and, and, and so we've actually raised quite a bit of capital in that campaign from people who have, we've met on Clubhouse or they've heard about me on Clubhouse. And uh, we've also driven quite a bit of revenue because we do two events a week now on Clubhouse and different clubs, we end up, and then this is support small businesses and underdogs, we end up doing quite a bit of revenue as a result. People start you know, following us, trying to learn about us, see how we can help them with their small business and get them to the next level. And even if they don't buy in the first you know, few times that they visit our website, again, because we have the foundations in place, eventually they, they'll most likely convert if they don't, that's okay too. But uh, retargeting is super important as a result um, of anything you do, whether it's on Clubhouse or podcasting and, and things like that. I mean, as soon as this episode airs, um, you'll be uh, you'll be able to you know uh, people 
people who are listening to it will probably Google Hello Washing. We'll probably Google, you know, your your, uh, your the, some of the things that you and I are talking about. And uh, every one of those websites, every one of those platforms are now going to retarget um, as a result of it. So it's super important to make sure that whatever you do in audio, you make sure you have your funnels, your foundations in, uh, in place so that people, when they do visit your properties, they're able to uh, learn about it and then you're able to maximize that potential lead. Exactly. And sometimes people bypass the organic and go straight to the paid without realizing yeah, no. that you have to get the organic up and running. You can't do paid, you know, by nine. We have our revenue is about 55% paid. The rest of it is completely organic. In fact, we probably do more organic, but that's, uh, you know, we could be working and we could do better attribution, but a lot of, a lot. Yeah. Organic is super important. Exactly. And when people realize that SEO practice is very important, like you said, getting somebody to do it for you, then it makes it much easier for your process because you realize that it's a long game. It's not about the shortcomings, not about the first million you get. It's about how can you sustain that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And even even in terms of data driven technology that you mentioned, how do you manage to make data driven technology affordable for small businesses? So it's almost like a collective consciousness. It's, 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 there's a spiritual angle to this. The more people who join, the more data that we are able to train off of. You know, obviously we want to remove the PI information, but the more data that we're able to train off of, the algorithms are, are able to train off of. The the better insight the small business owner gets for themselves, but then collectively overall, we have nine thousand small businesses on our platform, or, or more than that now. Um, that means that every one of the small businesses then collectively benefit because there are more and more people coming in and more and more data coming in and more and more uh, insights that you can give recommendations to. So obviously I talked about equity crowdfunding, letting the crowd invest in the company as low as $100. Um, we talked about getting more small businesses into our, you know, our uh, Facebook group so that they can help one another and we can help them based on the feedback. But this is just another example of that as well. And so it's super it's super important to make sure that you're letting the masses help one another. And in this case, to your specific question is the data side of things. Um, and unlike any of our competitors, every 24 hours, we, we become a better company. We become a better platform. We become a more intelligent, insightful platform for small businesses who are looking to use our platform. So you can only imagine in 10 years, we're going to be light years ahead of any of our competitors um, that, uh, that, that are looking to compete in this space. Exactly. And data is the, the next big thing, because when you're able to analyze that data and see what it works for you, then you kind of filter out all the fluff and you're able to now focus on what's more important, because people usually think, oh, I'll do this. It works for me. This didn't work for me. And then they realize that they've wasted two years when they would have spent 52 weeks practicing and creating that content strategy platform that can give them the yeah. access they need for the future. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and build the moats now. That's that's super important. Exactly. And in terms of even social media and building an agency, how can someone build it from home when they have we have all the social media platforms? Everyone is saying get on Clubhouse, get on TikTok, get on LinkedIn. How does someone yeah. start somewhere? Well, we actually have a book coming out to help small businesses run their own agency remotely, completely from home. Um, so stay tuned for that. That you know, if anyone buys a license to Hello Woofy, they get the book for free. The it's there. There's it's going to be an online course and a video course at the same time. Um, but that's because you know people need to start having another side of side income, helping other small businesses with their social media, um, and and so that's that's a good way to get started. So, you know, stay tuned. Um, we're going to be doing a course uh, for for small businesses. 
kind of become their own agency owner, become an agency owner themselves and help other small businesses using Hello Woofy. Um, so that would be probably one of the first things I would say. The other thing I would say is just start Googling best practices, you know, start reading up on best practices for each of the platforms, how often to post, how long the text should be, what images to use, what image sizes to use, what hashtags to use, where hashtags are appropriate, what emojis to use, things of that nature. Just start getting well-versed and uh, with you know the, just the approach. Now, it also means that you have to be a social media user. If you if you don't believe that Facebook is you know if Facebook's you know helpful to your business, you're probably not going to run an agency ever right. um, for social media because uh, it's one of the biggest platforms on the planet. Um, there are certain people who are you know completely off social and doesn't really help them, doesn't help society. Um, and in ten years, no one's going to remember any of the contributions they made to the internet because it's not going to be on the internet. That's it's super important to be everywhere, even if on a minimum note uh, with with your social and digital presence. Exactly. I've also been talking about omni-channel user experience, and it's a new word that people don't really understand what omni-channel digital marketing is, especially having a seamless workflow. Are you able to let us know more about how you can use that to your advantage as a business? Yeah. Uh, Omnichannel, in my opinion, means that you're scheduling content to social, all the major platforms, and you're actively using them. You're then scheduling content. You're scheduling content to blogs, and you're at, you know, letting Google and Bing and all the major search engines index your website, index your content to make sure that you're a thought leader or at least are able to come up in searches that are relevant to your business. It means you're scheduling content to people's living rooms, their bedrooms, so long as they opt in. And to their smart speakers, like the Alexa devices that we were talking about, um, and and they, you know, obviously they want to hear your content. So if you have then audio, video content, or text to audio content being read, uh, you know, so that's the third medium. And then if you want to do traditional advertising or traditional marketing as well, so long as you have the content information, you've done it with permission, you have you have access to that permission. Then you know, automating the ability to um, send uh, direct mailers to you know your customers and saying thank you for being a customer, thank you for contributing, whatever whatever you have to do to automate those are that's omnichannel right there. Now we haven't gone into radio, we haven't gone into billboards yet, and things like that. There are yeah. other companies that are doing a great job in automating some of that, but. Uh, I would say for small business owners, and again, we like to call them underdogs, social media, the lowest hanging fruit. Blogging, the second most you know, common, uh, easiest thing to do. Smart speakers, we're making it easier for you. And then eventually direct mail as well. Exactly. I think at the end of the day, when you have that direct contact with someone, there's that value that's rewarded because we say that email marketing is the best source of marketing. But at the same time, without email marketing and without yep. your social media influence, yep. you can't really drive those sales because people are going to social proof yeah. you. Yeah, and the pandemic really, really proved that point. Four hundred thousand small businesses went out, went out of business, and some of them were around for a very long time. But they did it because they couldn't figure out how to not be traditionally minded uh, and, and actually focus on digital marketing, drive a, have a different source of income. Have you know? But some, to be honest, some businesses actually pivoted. And, and survive and they innovated and good good for them they deserve to survive um, not I'm not so sure about the other businesses that weren't able to keep up uh, with the trends changes it, it maybe was a cleansing or a clearing of the house that you know needed to be ha- needed to happen in the economy but that that happens every 10 years that happens every site every few you know decades where you know innovation is the winner at the end of the day and then traditional mindset that there's no space, place for that. Speaking of decades, now that we're in, in the 2020 era, you know, we're now in 2021, where do you see digital marketing going? 
privacy is going to be a huge uh, you know, point of, of contention and also topic. Um, Facebook is already feeling that right now. You know, they, you know, they've reduced their attribution from 30 days to seven days. Yeah. Um, marketers are now feeling the, 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 the issue around that. They're also, Facebook is also feeling the issue around the new iOS upgrades that are coming out where people have to opt in to be tracked. All of this, there's going to be a fine medium where marketing and consumer behavior and consumer rights are going to meet somewhere in the middle, and I'm a huge you know, supporter of all of that. But uh, in, in terms of mediums are concerned, audio is also also becoming a 24/7 solution uh, or, or, or trend. It's whenever you start seeing adoption for any specific medium, the eventually with technology allowing with server costs going down, it has to become 24/7. So if you're posting a tweet maybe once in a while, because if you remember, Twitter was actually entirely mobile uh, back in the day, people weren't able to use the platform as much because of SMS costs. Obviously, SMS costs have gone down the drain, yeah. which allows for the use of mobile technology. Then video upload technology became better. Uh, excuse me, image upload technology became better, and then video upload technology became better. Um, and that allowed for the rise of Instagram. Then it allowed the rise of Instagram and video. It then allowed the rise of Pinterest, and now Pinterest with video, um, and, and so on and so forth. And so now, because of technology and the way it's going, audio and video is becoming a lot easier to schedule. 5G is now available in the United States. You know, you know faster technology um, is, is available around the world. It's not available to everyone, but the trend is in that direction. So I see a world like Star Trek at some point where technology has gone to a point where it's democratized, it's available to everyone, and people can ascend and, and you know achieve success based on their merits um, and not because of where they came from or who they are. It's because of what, how much they input into the economy and, uh, and, and you know, with good intention, they were able to succeed. Um, so in the next 10 years, audio as a medium is going to do really well. I think we're going to see a lot more of the democratization of people getting involved into companies early companies from an equity crowdfunding standpoint um, and that's going to allow the rich the riches to be you know spread out across the across the economy a lot more evenly than just having the five percent and one percent being able to invest in companies i think you're going to see a lot more of a star trek world uh in the next 10 years than than not okay I, I'm looking, really, really looking forward to it because there's a lot of, you know, spike going on, especially with even podcasts that, you know, 10 years ago, they were existing, but they were not as rampant and as dynamic as they are now. Exactly. And yeah. visual search is also helping as well because voice voice yep. search is also, you know, in the place, you know. Yep. So when you think about data science cool. technology, yeah. Yep. I was going to say augmented reality. I mean, now you can look at it, like look at a landmark and it'll automatically tell you about it. Like, that's mobile technology, that's connectivity, that's image processing, there's so much behind it, but the average consumer may not appreciate the technology that's being used in it, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, we don't have to know how a light bulb turns on, so long as it turns on and we're able to pay, you know, the, the fees for the electricity itself. And, uh, and, and what I was going to say is in the next 10 years, you might see a lot of food technology coming up. You know, uh, you know poverty and, and hunger, all these things will not be even a topic potentially in the next 10 years. So, that, so long as we get the, the supply chain more efficient, we can reduce the cost. Um, it's all about democratizing everything that we take for you know, standard today, but granted for today, but uh, you know, allowing everyone to have access to it. Speaking of food technology, you know, like I, it's not in all the states yet, but, you know, Amazon have come up with their new technology as far as how you're able to shop online and even yeah. shop in the yeah. store. It's not in all the states. But when you think about the technology and how people are using this in their day to day lives, it's affecting their consumer behavior. 
And, and that's what it is, is 24-7. That store can now run 24-7. You can go at 2 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the evening. It doesn't matter. So long as it's self-sufficient, the food is available, you know, it's... It's a trend, which obviously was stores, you know, going to a physical store was a trend. You didn't have to go to a farm and, and grab food and, and buy food. Right. Um, if you take that trend, now the trend can be automated 24-7. Like, just like we were talking about videos and images and audio and waves per second and, and frames per second, this is the opportunity to buy some sort of a retail good 24-7 um, and, or have it delivered to you now. But the pandemic delivery... Uh, the logistics became so much better, you know, in probably six months than it would have ever, uh, you know, grown in in three years mm. um, because of the need to to go in that direction. So when you think about the way it's going and how people that are let, let's call them marketers, you know, digital marketers, yeah. not everybody knows this data science. Not everyone knows this trend, and sometimes people are not they're not easy to trend in because, like for me, I'm an early adopter, but somebody could be a late bloomer. So when it comes to that marginalization of understanding that this is where we are going and this is what is needed, how important is it for someone to understand this trend so that they are not, you know, taking somebody for a ride? You have to get involved. You have to have your opinion shared. You have yeah. to have your, you know, your your side of the argument and the debate, and not an argument, a debate, a, a, not not a criticism but a critique, uh, you know, heard by everyone. Um, because Amazon can't, you know, build its own uh, infrastructure by itself. It needs customer input. It needs uh, vendor input. It needs everyone's input. To be honest, it, you know, it's, it can be a one-sided, a one-sided, uh, you know, effort. Um, so if you do have those concerns, have your opinion heard. Talk to your local representatives in the United States, your local senators, your governors, your your gov- you know government representatives, so that we can do a great job as a society from a legal standpoint, from a law standpoint, from a technology standpoint, from a policy standpoint. Um, and and many of the things that we're doing, we're doing it to help small businesses, but it honestly requires some regulation there as well. We need to help small businesses from a regulatory perspective and reduce costs for the, our barriers to entry. Um, technology companies, has they have a play in that, but then also, you know, the governments, the local governments have a play in that. Um, and that obviously became very apparent in the last year or so. Yeah, exactly. And I think online learning now has become even more valuable yeah. than ever. Because... Yep. If you think about the number of courses going out these days, there are so much and mostly people don't know what to pick because now it's become like it's now become like an app junkie kind of feeling. And you don't know whether this course is good for you. This other course is good for you. But if you look at if you think if you think about the the consumer, their need points, their pain points, how does someone pick a course over the other? Not because of the person's influence, but because of the quality of the information that's been given. Yeah, I would say take, take, take a look at the reviews, take a look at the person, you know, what kind of person they are. They're, if they're a great marketer or a great person to you know, learn from, they're going to have a lot of freebies available. To, you know, take a look at that. My, my favorite example is, you know, Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels. You know, yeah. He has a ton of resources online, ton of things. And then, of course, he can up, be upsold into buying his courses and, and, and uh, you know, other webinars and marketing products as well. I mean, I, I bought all of his books. I bought, you know, his audio audio versions as well because he has an amazing free, you know, uh, or I guess I paid for this, but he has amazing content that really does help uh, along the way. And that's, that's super important. Exactly. And you mentioned a lot of freebies, which already goes back to organic marketing and content marketing. So yeah. it, it plays a huge role. 
Yeah, and how you present yourself in social, how you present yourself in, in blogs, right? And of course, with our help, how do you present yourself in, in uh, thought leadership positions inside the, you know, the sparse speakers? Um, all of those can be directing people to upsell, be upsold, but you have to start somewhere. Exactly. And you mentioned emojis earlier, and I wanted to bring this back just a little bit. And I wanted to know how important emojis are to successfully market small businesses as it is today. Uh, I'm going to screen share real quick, if I may. Yeah. Um, I'll show you a quick research report coming from uh, Adobe. So if you can see, do you see my screen where yep. it says uh, emojis? Yes, I can. Okay, so emojis, as you can see here on the screen, emojis can unblock unlock business opportunities and you know 58 percent of emojis drive you know uplift in engagement 58 percent uh 64 percent uplift in purchase intent so we know we knew this report you know came out from adobe and so what did we do we literally mapped the entire dictionary to figure out exactly which emojis which hashtags which other emojis and hashtags tend to be used at one another so that again you're not sitting there wondering to yourself you know what do i do what do i you know what can i use what can i not use and then on top of that, when you come into our platform, you can also see uh, you know, which emojis are actually being used around the world in real time. What's trending? What's popular? If you like any of these, you can click on them. I'll throw it into your clipboard. And then based on what you're typing, it'll also find images for you, the whole nine yards, and, and give you emoji recommendations on top. So like, wow. you know, how are you? It automatically will complete the sentence for you. And then, of course, you could be like, I love, which, of course, we love you. And I really like my coffee, so I'll automatically complete the sentence there. But guess what? Below, it's starting to give me emoji recommendations as well, based on what I've typed in so far. Um, you know, and they'll continuously keep changing it. So the, again, emojis are very important uh, to to your to your point earlier. And and you know, we we're obviously helping pick the perfect ones, but you can overwrite them if you want. Wow. That's a lot of information somebody has to take in. I feel like it's a masterclass. <laughs> we'll do a part two. Yeah, we'll do a part two. Most definitely, most definitely. If somebody wants to get in contact with you and try to reach out, how can they do that? Arjun, A-R-J-U-N at hellowoofy.com or go to hellowoofy.com and just you know go to the bottom and reach out to us. Tell us your story, what features you want us to build, what's working for you, what improvements we could make. Because um, at the end of the day, if we're going to build the biggest company helping the smallest, we need to continue to work with people just like you, the small businesses, the underdogs. Um, and uh, if the campaign's still around by the time this episode airs, which is going to end on April 30th, 2021, I believe, um, to, you know, take consider investing as low as $100 into the company so you have a piece of the upside as well as uh, you know, becoming a subscriber to the platform potentially. Exactly. Wow. Thank you so much, Arjun. This has been a blessing to be here and especially kicking off season two like this. I don't even know what's yeah. going to happen next. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I appreciate it. And, and best of luck to you and, and your endeavors in 2021. Thank you so much.